What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Free Game Productions, Free Game Media, Free Game. Um, concept of it is it's free, unrestricted, um, un- imprisoned, like out of prison, unrestrained, game, something that has a point to it, a start, an end, and then production, the releasing. Um, Andre and I met at an airport, and actually right before we met, Andre was talking to somebody that was wearing, like, I don't know how to put it, like just a, a cookies jersey, just kind of like, just looks like a traditional dirty hippie, but like cool dude. Um, and Andre was talking to him and Danielle looked at me and was like, I bet you'd be friends with that guy. And then it just so happened when we got off the plane, we became friends. Um, Andre, his sister and a, a group from Fit for Service gave us a ride. Um, it, it's Andre Carmack. Um, you know, introduce yourself and thanks so much. We we manifested this like crazy. Bro, it's real. It's a dream come true, man. We've been waiting a long time. This this the debut, like you said, man. We've been preparing all our lives for this, man. And shout out to Burner and the Cookies, cause yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, it was, it was, yeah. But yeah, man, it's a it's an honor and blessing to be in your presence, bro. You the flavor that you bring to it, the what what we doing here really is is free game. This you is know, this is literally what we talked about. Um in yours and my question with Makad Brooks, um, which we'll, we'll get down to later. But when Andre was giving us a ride, he ended up giving us a ride like an hour out of his way, I think. Two different times <laughs> on the way there and on the way back. But um, you told a story about your awakening and kind of what your background was like to, to you know, getting in trouble, to yeah. now being deep in the spiritual paths. What was your awakening like? Man, it's like the, the, I always had these conversations with myself, you know, and it's like, what's my purpose? What am I going to do? I'm, am I, I just knew I would always become the man that I am today. And it's taken a lot of work to win those little battles and to get there. But, you know, my, my purpose in life is to be the role model that I never had and to really know that I'm walking that path now, like, nothing can stop me from from attaining my success. And that's something you and I talked about a lot. It was kind of like masculinity and how. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'll give you something to cry about. I just remember like Bro, that yeah. in particular. Tell me, tell me about like. Yeah, so growing up, I didn't have you know product of a single mother. She, my mom raised two kids in Kennesaw. Never made more than thirty five thousand dollars in her life. It's a fucking magic trick. Like I don't know. There's there's some shit that I couldn't even fathom, and she pulled it off. You know. Um, and your sister seems real cool put together too so good she's of the same dna yeah yeah, she had a good role model all her life no my sister's amazing man she's really just you know we we grew up without a father so it was always bashing the masculine you know my mom never brought a man around us so i never you know i subconsciously it's like a man no man's good enough i don't think i'm good enough you know um that's deep yeah man it's uh that's 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 part of the the story, the process, and what masculinity is, you know, it's, they they were taught, shut the hell up before we get, say something again, I'm going to give you something to cry about, stop crying. I remember being, shit, eight years old, like, nobody ever see me cry, just hardened, so hard that, like, thinking, thinking that that's what a man is, is the inability to show emotion or you don't have to, and bottling that shit up, like, find these ways to express those deep buried emotions has been so freeing and rewarding and it started for me with 
with asthma. I grew up as an asthmatic all my life. The fear of being able to breathe in every situation. If you didn't have something, you're inhaler or worried about some external outside of me all my life. You know, and as, as just being literally uncomfortable about whether or not I could die all my life has just it just gave me so much strength. And then, and you played football too, right? Yeah, yeah. D two college athlete, Valdosta State. Nice. So yeah. you were dealing with the asthma. Um, so you, that's really interesting. So immediately when you said that, I thought of Peter Crone. Mm. For anyone that doesn't know, Peter Crone is a mind architect, and he really, literally, like groundbreaking genius. Yeah. Um, but you were saying like how you couldn't breathe and how that was taken from you. It's almost like you couldn't breathe. Like your body might. Did you ever? Did you, did you ever like kind of think about that? No, not one bit. I couldn't breathe, and yeah, like it, mm. like your breath was taken away. Anyway. And that mind construct, though, it's like that's what they planted at such a young age that you would always be relying on something else that I'm not in control of it. I didn't know what it's like to really control my breath till I was in my thirties, and like they pump pump me full of steroids, all kind of medications all my life. I didn't know what the hell breathing in your diaphragm was till I was in my thirties. How did you end up learning? Bro, yoga practice. I really uh, it was offering yoga in my in my office one day. Went went down there and really. As soon as I as soon as I started yoga, I stuck with it. You know that first time, December twenty nineteen, is when I when I started yoga and it really. Oh, so you okay? No shit. So that's yeah. only like four years ago. Yeah, it opened it up for me. That's yeah, straight up. So those of you guys that don't know Andre. He is gung ho when he gets into something. <laughs> <laughs> all in on so, all in, baby. All in, you definitely yeah. did. I dig it because since yeah. we've met, like you're like, yo, how, what can I do to help the church? What can I do to like help all these things? I'm spreading the word. Yeah. You know, you're talking to people we want to talk to. You're trying to help us get into Gaia. You're trying to do all these different things. Yeah, we're here, um, which we appreciate. Um, it, I, I dig it. So that makes sense. So you just started went 110 <laughs> percent, um, which yeah, seems like a theme of your life. Yeah, um, what, so with your background, I know Maria told me personally that you have changed dramatically and she said, it's nice, but she's still kind of like, yeah. you know, uncertain. She said you used to be really hard on her yeah. as a, as a big brother. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming ayahuasca was a big part of that or what do you think the biggest change was it was it yoga was it personal i mean everything's Man, so personal just, right just to give you so yoga taught me how to breathe a little bit i was baptized may of 2021 um no shit okay yeah may of 2021 baptized in tampa really started finding synchronization of my story in the bible first uh, the book of paul really resonated my best friend one of my best friends killed himself paul oliver rest in peace shout out to the boys they're balling i know he's so proud his purpose here on this earth was completed and he had to ascend to the next yeah, to yeah. the next dimension but uh yeah so i was finding the synchronization synchronization of my story in the bible then was introduced to aubrey marcus um first time i heard about ayahuasca was end of 2022 or, yeah, end of 2021. And, and how many times have you done it now? Just so everybody knows how gung-ho you are. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I've <laughs> I've had four ceremonies now with, with 11 drinks. Okay. Um, I went to Peru, I went to Colombia for the first time. A guy named Sean Chester, the Native Guides. Um, just completely... My first experience going to the jungle, man, I never camped outside, you know. And to go sleep in a hammock in a maloca through and then the do, night. Is that the pictures we have? Yeah, yeah, we have some pictures of that. Check it out. Pull those up, please. Um, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, so uh, 
first experience, it really was, we were, it was all men on the trip, man. It was really rough, rugged, rugged a little bit, you know, wasn't it easy? I about washed down the Amazon at one point in time, walking through some rocks, but man, it really, um, ayahuasca really helped me remember who I am genetically and not, not having any male role models, not knowing who my grandfathers were, not having my father in my life, not knowing any of the stories of what they've done, to have the realization that they are me and, like, really feel them in me. Yeah. And feel the support that they have in me and, like, the sacrifices they've made for me to be here. It was just a, an amazing... Like, I'm just so blessed to be me, finally. I've had those insecurities never black enough you know just the epigenetics we we talked yeah, briefly yeah. about before but yeah i'm a mutt of the world and i'm fucking love it and what what i represent like is every like I, I just feel like my purpose is to just unite through my through my body just be this conduit just had this love vibrated so much love that it just is infectious to everybody that i went through but yeah that's what i i as treat that's definitely just Shift of, a little shift of perspective changes the vantage point, man, and it's really just changed my life in all the best ways. It's just been so cleansing and, and you know, dealing with death, dealing with treating death as an ally, understanding just it's been the master teacher plant, the best nourishing psychotherapy I could ever imagine. Um, have you ever read uh, the, 49th, the 49th Mystic? I have not. Dude, you got to read that. Okay. It's, um, it's like an esoteric spiritual parallel worlds. Um, and in it, she meets Yeshua. Um, and he's, he's doing his verses yeah. like from the Bible. And a lot of it is from Paul. Mm. And a lot of it is you guys have like, they show like the actual translation. So instead of repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The word is metanoia, which means alter your perception. You don't mm. see heaven because of your perception. Mm. They see, but they don't see They hear, but they don't hear right like all these different things and and what you just said made me literally think of that um yeah you can't tell me heaven's not right here on earth right now exactly it's it's our perception um so for the people that that are unfamiliar with it um what Andre and i were talking about before we got on camera was a little bit of epigenetics so there's been i I gotta look up the names of studies but there's been a, a couple of different studies and they showed that dna actually stores memory tons yeah tons what what really taught me is a book called It Didn't Start With You. I can't remember the lady's name, but incredible book. Read it pre-Aya. Um, yeah, That's great picking, to read before up, Ayahuasca. Picking up books for the first time, though. 75 Hard, uh, Andy Frisella's. Dude, that's, 75 that's what, Hard is amazing. That's what got me into reading. That's what got my spiritual awakening. I've always just been this head-down football player, athlete, tell myself I'm not smart. You know, I'm not. And I'm a CPA. I know I'm smart, you know, right, right, right. but it's not like. That's not me, you know. And now it's like, no, you're everything. Read too, you know. And just the, the part, the timing of these books. But it didn't start with you. Just gave me, helped me process so much inherited trauma from this generation. And being of darker skin, we dealt with a lot of shit. And I'm light skinned you know what I mean? Dude. Like, it's just, it's, it's incredible though when you're able to create some distance from the emotions and the baggage and know that, yes, that is true, but it's all been invested in for, in you to change the story now. I, um, I had a buddy, uh, um, my friend, Troy Hines, he was in the nation at one point, but he would told him, he told me like, 
he was the first person that I heard say like about genetics having memory, and he said a lot of uh, a lot of black people are afraid of the smell of burning metal, mm. because what they used to do with slaves was like like a burning mask and put it on them, and it's literally in their DNA. Oof. And yeah, and he was telling me all this stuff, and it's and it's wild like how. Um, you know, you might be afraid of heights because one of your ancestors fell off of like a height or something like that, right? And it's, everything starts to make a little more sense. You know what I mean? And and nothing happens to you. It all happens for you. I mean, I can't speak for the black experience, but, you know, obviously that's a probably more difficult one to juggle with. Um, But either way, like it's, it's an interesting thing to kind of process. And then for those of you that are unfamiliar, or even if you are epigenetics, is something that was proven in the Harvard Genome Project. And the concept is you can change your genetics in your own lifetime. So Joe Dispenza does it a lot, like the placebo effect and mm. stuff like that. Um, I got to ask a question, though. Like, it didn't start with you. Um, how much did that affect your ayahuasca trip? That must have really helped with awareness. Yeah. that's. It. Uh, I mean, I started a meditation. I quit smoking weed for the first time in in a minute as pre I took the diet, the prep work very seriously. Um, when you quit smoking weed, dreams go crazy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, so taking the diet to so important was so essential for me. And, and then conscientious of what you're putting in your mind via books, like through your ears, everything like it just, the medicine was working with me before I even talked to her, and I had a different perspective on everything that I was consuming from all the environment that I'm around. Like really, you know, music programs and subconscious, yeah. you know, I love I love Atlanta hip hop. We we're in the capital, you know, but it's just understanding that that wiring of your subconscious is like that's what this that's what I've been able to do via these medicines is rewire the subconscious and and relearn everything evaluate your triggers and not operating in this subconscious frequency all the time you can't you can't see the magic in in, in the mundane you don't see the magic in the mundane the the key is to keep the ceremony alive in the mundane but you can't see the magic in your comfort zone and when your subconscious is just at work the divine isn't going to show itself if you're in some comfortable setting like once you get out there and explore and, and really calibrate to that, it's just magic surrounded by us. The, um, I like the term ordinary magic. Ordinary magic. Right? I like love it. Everything. Are, everything. 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 When you treat everything sacred, everything's sacred. And that's how I've gotten more synchronicities is when I, I treat everything sacred, I go on walks and just get mad synchronicities. Bro. I, um, 75 hard se- got me outside, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I, I'm a huge walker now, honestly, because of 75 hard. Um, so how did you find Aya? Man, Aubrey's podcast, really. I just, uh, when I first heard Aubrey speak, it was something like, damn, like, okay. This guy's, we, I resonate with everything. We kind of defined success the same earlier in our years. And it's like, okay. You've on it. You move past. Let me explore. Let me see. Didn't hear about him till the end of 2021. Ended up meeting him in 2022. Then he had a podcast with Sean Chester, the Native Guides, and his story. If you didn't know, he worked in. He worked for Wynn Hotels. He was out there, all over developing Wynn Hotels around the world, and he's just got into some crazy situations that I can't even begin to articulate. He's uh, dedicated his life to this medicine path and. I really resonated with his story, 
we ended up having an hour FaceTime, actually. It's crazy. First time I met him, I'm outside of the strip club crying in, in, uh, in Tampa. Like, just the timing of everything again, like the synchronicity. Talk about Ernie. Yeah, yeah, right? Talk you know what I mean? Ernie. Like, just the first phone call, we, we ended up speaking for an hour. And a guy who doesn't want to show emotions is crying outside of a strip club <laughs> on a FaceTime with a dude he doesn't know. <laughs> straight up. Straight up, man. I couldn't even, I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, straight up. That's it. I, I'm convinced God has a sense of humor. <laughs> straight um, up. Yeah, that's it. So that's how you found ayahuasca. How did ayahuasca help you find you? Man, just all those ways, remembering who I am genetically. Remember getting, like, to think that these little rational minds is the only thing working for us. Like, it's the only thing you have. If you're, if you're not, it's, it's just, it's a misconception, man. Once you vibrate at that frequency of love and you just receive the support of everything, like, get out your own way, man. It's just, it's helped me, the, the gratitude I have for everything. The alchemy, like revisiting these traumatic situations and understanding that that was my blessing. That's what makes me so unique from, you know, being in jail, like just fucked with for weed all my life, like almost lost it all behind weed several times. And now it's legal, you know, just yeah. in, in South Georgia, though. It wasn't playing no games. We got our door kicked in for like a QP or something. But yeah. I did have that perk. I was the first one in about Austin with the perk, but... uh is yeah, that when man. you were in college? Yeah, when I was in college, man. And, uh, marijuana gave me a definitely uh, gave me an identity post athletics. Okay. So that's what I've read. Just just beat a guy with the good weed, but but so it didn't. Not giving that medicine the respect and reverence it it reserves earlier in my life too is that that shift of perspective now. Understanding that we're consuming spirits from everything we eat. Whatever you consume, you're gonna eat something that's dead manufacturers in this stale box for years you're gonna eat something that that retained life that had sun that that drank water you know and just understanding that literally everything we consume is is part of the game but i i um my relationship with weed changed um i want to say 2019 2020 uh probably around the time that i really got into mushrooms Mm. um and and now especially with I do ayahuasca and and I use cannabis as like a connection point like it, I just treat it so differently mm. um, and it, it's wild like it kind of goes back to what we were saying before things are sacred that you treat sacred sure enough. things that you don't treat sacred aren't sacred mm. you could be married and if you treat it like shit it's not a sacred marriage yeah. but you could be but if you treat it sacred then it's sacred um, sure. relationships anything like that yeah. uh, a little bit of intent man just little, putting in a little bit of intent of everything that you do just really changes it man so i, I gotta ask too because i i know you're a cpa and you work you don't we won't say the company name but i know you work with big companies yeah. um but you still have the freedom to try like you just got back from the psychedelic conference yeah. in denver right yeah. um man what is that like with them obviously they have to be aware of your passion for psychedelics yeah um how has that been and was it always that way Cause I have a similar kind of thing. Yeah, no. So you know, it, it was, I, you know, working as CPA in public accounting for a majority of my professional career. You know, you sixty-five, seventy hours a week, just doing everything. You sell your soul for, sell your time, your most valuable asset, your time and attention, just for the dollar, man. So I was always just chasing money, just 
always chasing money. And now I'm at a point where I didn't have to chase the money and I can really prioritize myself and understand that in doing so, I make myself more valuable to the company and I'm more worthy. And now how I've evolved in my role and more from, you know, acquiring land, doing more business development activities is something that I've been working towards and manifesting my whole life and knowing that, yeah, the the energy of, of what you put off in the corporate space is important as well. When people are going in the office depressed and on tents and Dude, it's everything. everything. Yeah. People don't know how much that affects sales. It's all sales is just transfer of energy. It's there it is. And so I've always been like, you know, that glue, that centerpiece and is also, I'm the only black guy in the office. <laughs> but, so Com- it's, common it's, theme for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, um, yeah, man, I'm just really prioritizing myself. If that's if that if I'm not the guy for the job, I'm not the guy for the job. But when I'm there, when I'm when I'm in tune, like I'm on it. I'm all in. Like I'm I'm doing everything I can, extending, and really, I've played so many roles and characters in my life to truly just integrate it into who I truly am. It's so rewarding, and it's like for the first time. So you know, it's just I'm here, man. Like this is me. And then, um, so Jacob, there's a really cool picture of Andre and Makad Brooks. Yeah. Um, when we were at Aubrey's event in Montana, Makad and Aubrey are really good friends. Um, Andre and Makad had a really cool moment, and basically, what Andre asked Makad was, he was like, "Yo, I'm the only brother here. Like, I need to see more guys like you up here." Yeah. Anybody that doesn't know Makad Brooks or hasn't had the opportunity to actually hear him speak outside of acting, the dude is deep, Man. like Incredible. wildly into. Like, I couldn't believe how intelligent he was. Incredible. Like in like quantum physics nerd, um, despite the fact that he plays jacks, like the giant Jack dude, uh, <laughs> big boy. And you and him had a really cool moment. Um, what I'm thinking now is like what you said before and what you kind of said off camera is, you know, your grandparents, people like that being told they weren't black enough and stuff like that. Yeah. So you always being an outsider, no matter what room you're in, yep. has to be preparing you for your role. I don't think, I don't know if you know, do you know what your role is? And if you don't, obviously we're still in the middle of the journey, but yeah. like, that's an interesting concept that like, it's been carried and passed down to you. And now in our current society, you could use that to your advantage because not only do you stand out, but you're almost used to it. Well, that is exactly the feeling that I've, I've realized lately being able to add value to every room that I'm in. And yet it's hard being the only black guy. A lot of times, you know, am I looked at as the predator or what am I, you know, I was arrested one time. They described me in court as my nickname is boomer. An intimidating black male called Boomer. Is how that's how they announced me in the before they said my name before anything. So I've always been this big black guy that's a predator. You know what I mean? That's, and, and so my my family, like my grandma was. What is where did Boomer come from? It's just a nickname that stuck with me all my life. Because I mean, they thought of Boomer size and like the whitest guy ever. Yeah, <laughs> football though. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, my father, I think my father gave me that nickname. But Boomer. Boomer, just a nickname that stuck with me. Yeah, so man, just being the like, it's like you said, bro. What an opportunity I have to have been uncomfortable. My grandma passed as a white lady during segregation. She had to tell the bus driver that she is black to remain on the back of the bus. Oh, you should have seen the look on his face. She'll be 101 years old, July 28th. 
yeah. still here receiving the blessings of our grandmother, man. It's such a such a powerful thing, man. I'm just so grateful for this to still have this to know I'm the manifestation of her dreams. That is wild. So she's 101. What um is she in good shape? She did have a stroke probably 15 years ago now. She's not as mobile, but she feeds herself, bathes herself. She's still still doing good. My mom's doing miracle work, you know, taking yeah, care yeah, of her. Yeah. So your mom's had it tough. Yeah, yeah. Her She lost her father at 12, you know, made fun of. She was never black enough. Her, my father, my other grandmother was from the Philippines, uh, left at 16, never saw her family again with an American soldier. American soldier got a 16-year-old girl pregnant, shipped her to Pittsburgh. Built their house by hand. They had about ten kids, and it just made it work. And but somebody they were made fun of for being chinky eyed or whatever, Asian, and yeah. it's like epigenetics. Understanding, of course, you're not going to feel black enough. It's like your grandma had to. Then I'm raising what society calls a white girl right now, too. So it's just I like, saw the picture of her. To go, she looks white. Right. Yeah, it's, it's so. Is is she biologically your daughter? Yeah. No yeah, shit. She got like blonde hair. Yeah, blonde hair, blue eyed baby girl, man. Yep. Dude, yeah. you are. Interesting game God gave you. Yes. It, this is just like you said, though. What an opportunity what I an have. Opportunity. I've been prepared for this all of my life in my body. So I'm a, I'm willing to get uncomfortable to go to, you know, I've, I've been on both sides of the courtroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've yeah, been yeah. on both sides of the courtroom. Damn. Yeah, so you went from jail to a CPA, which is like probably one of the nerdiest sounding jobs there is. For sure. And <laughs> I've definitely been told I'm not a counter or can't believe I'm. I'm going to count it. Right, yeah. so in the accounting room, I'm sure you're the black guy there. And then, that, so that's, yeah. that's so a meeting really, Going into the spiritual community then, too, has just been like this elitist society where, you know, shit, most people can't even fathom spending $2,000 on themselves for a vacation or a trip, let alone five, ten. what what these communities are costing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. But, man, they're just so grateful to have been, like, to infiltrate all of these areas now with just who I am and what I represent. And it's coming from love, so much love and curiosity. and Which transcends race. Yes. It's, it's a higher vibration. And it's just, I, I'm so grateful to be this conduit across so many different demographics. They say a Shakruna, a bridge person. Shakruna? Yeah, and I know that's me. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah, I know that's me. There's, it's be a, it's, And having those experiences is perfect for a bridge it's necessary kind of yeah like how else would people relate you can relate to so many different people exactly at the same time exactly. and people that aren't relatable hey i get it i felt that way too yeah um that's that's really interesting shakruna um an interesting thing too kind of with the spiritual community we spoke about a little bit is at least my experience with a lot of people in the spiritual community is almost agnostics, they almost look down on material or the physical world, yeah. right? And there's a saying I've heard, and it's don't be so heavenly that you're useless here on earth, Oof. right? Yeah. And, it's, and it's like Maslow's hierarchy. The first thing you got to do is you do have to be a hustler. Before you can be spiritual, you got to create your physical safety. For sure. And money, and like, you almost need to earn the right for the spirituality. In, in my opinion, you don't have to, but it's much easier if you do it that way. Yeah. You don't have to abandon spirituality, but you're going to have to work 60 hours a week. You're going to have to do some shit to make some money. Yeah. Like I have this podcast that I can now spread these messages because I hustled my fucking ass off. Yeah, like sure. I lived out of an office. For you know sure. what I mean? Like sure. shit isn't free. Um, 
and you can't just sit down and maybe you can i haven't figured out how to but you can't just sit down and manifest it like that no man it um, takes action it takes action it takes action and temples the bodies like to to move your body these expressions of things that are just bottled up within you like i feel there's so many different modalities what a time to be alive like we have all the healing modalities and practices from yoga to breath work to plant medicines to somatic relief, myofascia, everything you and can fucking imagine. Well, and we we've got it all here. We just gotta get out get uncomfortable and, and like allow yourself. Whether it's if you're not working sixty hours a week and you have the time to go for a walk, go for it. Pick up a book. If you don't read, pick up yeah. a book. Like journal. Don't say I've told myself I'm not a writer. I know I don't, I don't. My journal's lasting me three years now. I know, but still, getting it, getting a little something in every week. You know, it's just. I don't. I gotta start writing again. That's like my thing too. Yeah, but writing. It's, the, it's just the stories we tell ourselves. Bro, I had my last ceremony actually went crazy on the journal. Man. Like it was really something transmuting through me. It's gonna, it's gonna take some time to decipher all the notes, man. But you really see, I used to use this for ceremonies. That. Oh shit! Um, that's like a double helix I was seeing in the sky. Um, I gotta send money to the Taita. <laughs> so I, my Taita like sends me messages in the clouds in the sky, and I just know. No. And I was doing a cer- like a mushroom ceremony, and I was like, "Shit, the Taita needs money." And I sent him money, and I hit him up after. He was like, "Yeah, I send you a message." Um, but yeah, it's it's funny. Like, bro, that's amazing, bro. It's- because the gift, the gift our spirit is given, is the physical world to play in. And the gift our body is given is the spiritual world to understand from. Yeah. Right? So, like, you with your background is being a bridge. Um, do you have, and if you do, you don't have to necessarily explain them here, but do you have any, like, long-term plans you want to do? Yeah, man. For me, it's really uh, make all these communities accessible. Create synergy across all of us. It's like a, all of our dreams are aligning, and, and it's and it's time. You know, we we have to get out of this egoic construct of control. Like I have to do it, and really rely on your brothers and sisters across the world, and like to be this manifestation of the divine masculine. The the blessings that I receive from my, uh, the leaders around from Hawaii. Hawaii. I just got back from Maui recently. Sacred that looked beautiful. Shams there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sean Chatterton. Was Chatterton. Sean, Sean was there as well. My, Not Chatterton. My, Ashcraft. Sean. Sean Ashcraft is there with. Chatterton's us, a dude I know from work. Yeah. It, so Sean was there. My coach John lives there, man. They're doing incredible work. Really tapped in with the indigenous there, man. The guys. That's such a cool just culture. Just demanded. Yeah. Yeah. You see. Yeah. I've seen the Samoan stuff. On, you know what I mean? It's like okay, they demand. These guys were ready to work our asses off. I tell you, we didn't have the right right shoes to get in the water to carry the rocks where they wanted us to put them up. I got little tender feet stepping on sea urchins. Does that sound appealing to me? But man, we canoed some boats to the other side of the thing for them. And for me, having that Pacific Islander heritage, I've never been in a canoe before. Oh, yeah, Philippines. Yeah, yeah. So the Filipino in me and to be out there really for the first time, really getting the breakdown of it. It was really a special moment with with the indigenous out there as well. And just trying to restore the kingdom of Hawaii and, or, and just protect it just to know, man, it's, I, you know, I couldn't even imagine going to Hawaii. I've never been to Disney World, you know what I mean? And like going to Hawaii now, all these places, are, I've been to Colombia, um, Brazil, Costa Rica, Peru, Hawaii, all since my Iowa, since last May, 
Right, it's just, it's, I'm literally living my dream life, man, and really tapping in with, with indigenous people and, like, people that have seen me in ways that my family doesn't even see me, you know, that nobody's ever seen me, and it's just such a reward and privilege to, like, to be seen in these ways, have these opportunities, and and walk confidently and be a heart-led leader everywhere I go, you know, and it's really just, like, I know my powers now, I know my purpose, and it's just amazing. So, you know, um, it's interesting before you're saying like, you know, a lot of people can't afford to do these, but at the same time, I was just thinking like, you know, these, these trips are definitely expensive, but a lot of people go to Vegas. <laughs> Straight up. A lot of people go to Cancun. We, we wired. Just, a, lot of, a lot of people go to like. A lot of people spend Mexico, two, three hundred yeah. every night at the local bar. That's, so they, they could. Like, it's yeah, just what they prioritize. It's just that, yeah. It's just that shift of mindset. Two or three grand, like, yo, it's the best vacation you can ever have. You yeah. find yourself. Yeah. You get healthier when you're there. For sure. Your mental health, for sure. the amount of academic research and scholarly journals and medical research that shows how this helps your brain, yeah. your mentality, um, and they don't know how to test if it helps your soul. But the word psyche, we associate with um, with mind, right? Yeah. Psyche was the goddess of soul. Mm. For the Greeks, the soul and the mind were intricately connected. You couldn't... If your soul wasn't right, then your mind wasn't right. And if your mind wasn't right, then your soul's not right. Makes sense to me. And she marries Eros, the god of love. Which is really interesting, right? It's hard to have that love if your mind and soul aren't right. right. It's uh, it's like that triumvirate. You know, keeping it together. Actually, the reason I'm researched on that is our mission statement for our church, Spirit of the Phoenix, is reconnecting people with their psyche. Because I wanted the mind and soul connection. Yeah, and it's so, it's so necessary. There's so many people that are, we're in these self-imposed prisons, man. These self-imposed limitations, and there's so many tools like right underneath your nose. As soon as you, so how do you get? This is a conversation that I'm always in. So you know what's funny is that um, balance beam over there. It says mm-hmm. follow the breadcrumbs. I had these fitness guys in sauna poppy. There's a sauna out there. Yeah. Um, they do a bunch of like sauna stuff. They never do like mushrooms and stuff. And they came over and in it, they had these crazy synchronicities. Um, sauna poppy met Jesus. Obviously, we called Jesus into the ceremony. And he like got da da da. And there was these signs, and it was like da da da. We got to get there. And they're like, then what? I was like, I don't know. You just follow the breadcrumbs. And I was like, these these little synchronicities they're God's Sick, breakups man. and they were like well then what after that and I was like I don't know you get the next one when you get there for sure bro it like, feels like the path of alignment to me it's, it it's is like, the path of alignment it's it's yeah. attunement it's alignment and for anybody list, I guess anybody listening my suggestion is I had a physicist on my podcast out of the studio and he said the reason I get so many synchronicities and why you probably get so many now and maybe you didn't before you didn't recognize them mm. is because I'm in coherence and he said the way coherence works in the body or in the soul, is when your mind, your thought, and your actions are all aligned. For sure. Then you have coherence. It's like a channel changer. Like, the signal has to be coherent for it to be received. Mm. Makes sense. That attitude of gratitude, man. It's just... But then then taking action. Yeah. yeah. So how do we... This is, like, one of my favorite questions, because there's no right answer. But how do we spread this without forcing it? Because if we push too hard natural yeah man, reaction I'm, is to push back exactly i've had some of my close friends say the more passionate i am about it the more it turns them off and it's the people that love me the most you know and it's not to have that support but i believe it's monkey see monkey do and like for now what, give it five years yeah well and when your life is completely different in five years 
because that's what happened to me. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, no worries, bro. So give me some examples of that, because I went through that hard, like from... 2007 to about 2014 my family and everybody thought I went crazy worst fight I ever got in with my parents yeah. I, was, I wasn't where I'm at now and I didn't have the vocabulary I have now and yeah yeah for me it's I love my parents my mom did magic but we 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 have to connect did you say she did magic no she did yeah she did do magic with raising us oh, you okay, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah so but yeah we I'm I'm trying to just have the patience and know that she like deal with her traumas and try to show her what worked for me and it's just through embodiment man we have to just like, really just pass it on and and but my mom i'm gonna get her into these plant medicines very soon just just because of the impact that it has it's had on me and my perspective and really just knowing that we, a lot of people are living in a past story and the story's not here you're not finished we're here right now you know let's let's be present and the, the the present is the present you know that's all we have the past the whatever we think is facts of the past isn't even all the way truth we know that little perspective what we're taking from it is not not even real and yet we just spend so much time in the past and in the future and getting my my people around me to realize that and understand that is is my goal and so really when you're around me, I don't want us to be on the phones the whole time. Like just really being present, really doing things, un uncomfortable things, like vulnerable. I'm bringing up these conversations with everybody. That's all in work conversations, corporate settings, everything. And it's just like, this is what I'm passionate about. It's flowing through me and how it's and received. So it's not always welcomely received, but when it is, most oftentimes it's received in such a manner that it's like, so refreshing to everyone that that frequency just rubs off on them. It switches their vibrations a little bit, you know. So through our own embodiment and getting out, being uncomfortable, infiltrating all of these areas in your truest expression is how we're going to do it. Which is perfect for you, kind of used to always being the quote-unquote like fish out of water or yeah. whatever. Ah, uh, man, uh, yeah. Um, I, and I mean, that's how literally everybody asks the same answer. It's the same thing I did. It's like, you can't not speak about it. That's yeah. just fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but understanding that everybody's going to accept it. Because I used to almost get mad at people that didn't accept it. So then it just turned into like this whole thing. Um, I'd only be mad at my sister and my my family. Like, but, um, but the embodiment is the answer, right? Because now look at your sister. She just did it. And she had a great experience, right? Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's uh, to think that, that that little girl was with me through all of my shit, too. Like the the compassion that it has, like she's a she's a warrior. She's a, she's been through it too, you know. And yeah, to see her have these little shifts into alchemy, she's dealt with a lot of death of her friends. Uh, honestly, probably there's probably twenty plus people from our high school in a ten year period, maybe maybe more than that, probably way more than that that have passed away from opiates. And, and yeah, yeah, she's um she's dealt a lot of her close friends have. And not not there's other causes too, but she dealt with a lot of death. And so seeing having her share experiences to where she was comforted in their death, knowing that they're where they're supposed to be was so close. And she sang her ass off. I never heard my sister's voice like this. It was just incredible. Then I never she just heard felt her. it. Well, we she was a procrastinator. No, she we had to twist the arm a little bit, but damn when it came out. I can't remember the song name she sung, but damn, she killed it. 
you know, just just to see to see this come out of someone that you've never seen before all your life and it's never been performed, you know what I mean? Like just knowing seeing one of the chains or the links come off of it, you know, like you yeah. know, fire a little higher, fire a little freer, know what you're capable of, reclaim reclaim your powers. Let God express itself in you versus you restricting yeah. it, you know. I guess that's the answer to my question too. Is the arrogance for me to think that I'm gonna be the one that does it versus just allowing God to just do it, mm. and just being an instrument? Mm. And it's that's the answer. And it's like, all right, cool. Just mm. have fun with it, enjoy it. Don't hide it. Don't force it on people. Don't hide it. They'll find it when they're ready, and then they'll sing their ass off. That's like, it. you know what I mean? Like, it. it's uh, it's like finding their own song. Um, you gotta let them write their own song. Mm. Because, Song of the tribe. That's what we're. That's what we're doing. Because for people like yourself and myself, I'm sure it's the same. It's like I just experienced this life-changing thing, and I feel so much closer to God. And I understand God at a much deeper level, and I got to know God. Mm. Right. Obviously, not know completely, but like know God. Feel Why the essence. fuck would I not share that? <laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, all right, cool. I also have to understand that. Not everybody's perception is the same right now. Mm. Um, so what? So in particularly, like in the in the black community, um, as you brought up, and you know, one of my other friends, Kevin, has his own kind of community. Like, what is the pushback to the quote unquote spiritual community from your interpretation? Obviously, from it's your money, own. man, our relationship with money. Um, that that ego and appearance and like clout it's always about how you're perceived versus how you feel or what you're doing and so many people just are worried about how they're perceived that fear of judgment fear of fear of whereas they'd probably make more money if they felt better bro it's all the energy transmission like it all comes as you as you calibrate you're not you're not accepting no less like you're more valuable Make yourself, you're able to solve more problems because you've, you've worked through yours. you've worked through problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what it is, man. But, yeah, I, I believe that, you know, growing up in poverty and, uh, you know, I'm in Kennesaw and the Burbs, but a lot of people had it way worse than me. But we never had no money. Like, never, never spend money leisurely. So you just you look at money as God, monetize everything. People be and, – and, I feel that many young men in the black community look at that these initiations as like you could go rob somebody and come up and then you're initiated into being a man versus let's go have a mushroom ceremony and and feel a relationship with God over this trying to find this relationship with money and and that's that's just from my perspective man like I've I've monetized everything in my life. Like, and then if you go back to what you said before, like with the music and stuff, obviously it's overly simplistic and stereotypical to generalize all rap like that. But newer rap, obviously, I mean older rap too, right? Yeah. Like I love Wu Tang, but like Cream, yeah. Cash Rules, yeah. everything around, like Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bill, you know, like you know, money over everything. Dang, yeah, like, money over everything. That's such like, a terrible fucking thing. Exactly. And I love that's little how way. We grew up. Yeah, and yeah. That's how it's like thinking money will buy happiness. Like we, I know that shit with certainty now. And and having broke problems is not is, having money problems is better than broke problems. But For sure. Like Maslow's hierarchy, you, you need money. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Man. And it's hot. So, 
that's something that hopefully you know some musicians start to influence uh, man there's you know we have the kendricks of it there is some some young talent man i really believe that's coming out that's that's a awakening that's understanding what what media has done to to the yeah. programming of our psyches and i looked at it as too do you like, ever listen to simba or la russell yeah I, you put me off oh did i yeah, yeah. Russell, i like yeah, yeah. i like both those guys they're they're pretty like deep i think intellectually yeah man it's it's so much brilliance out here and, and then, everybody's so like great. j cole obviously he's not of new course, but yeah. um like i love joiner lucas and, and stuff like that yeah man it's it's but still, just the overall messaging, you know, like the overall feeling of, of feel good, be you expressed. Like it's, it's, I think it's coming around. I think it's gonna be, or we're we're knowing though. We're not we're not standing for no bullshit no more, bro. We're yeah. not letting the same frequency be the only thing that programs our kids. One hundred percent. Like that's just that's what, what it is. is. <laughs> like we know this shit. We know the guys y'all pulled on us. Yeah. It's not working no more. Like we can't do it. Like the guy major, I don't know. He he put me on the sound frequency thing, like the hurts and the vibrations, and there's so much shit out here, man. That that really is these fine tuning elements that one little tweak could have could have changed. You know? It's wild too. Like so, Danielle's getting really good, and she works with Mike, um, the sound healer, who obviously I, I'm with all the time, and he unfortunately can't make it today, but he's normally doing sound and our ceremonies and stuff. Um, Show Danielle play the sound bowls, the gong, the native flute. Mm. Um, it's wild how it doesn't, music or sound doesn't have to be in a written structure, like jazz, you know? Um, just the sounds and those frequencies, sure. you just feel it, you're like, oh, I don't know what that is, I like that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just, I like that though. Yeah. And what's cool is everybody can do that in their own way if they just feel it. Um, and it. And it really makes a huge difference. For sure. Yeah, we've numbed ourselves so much to allow yourself to even feel the vibrations. And for me, like, I didn't know shit about no sound bowls. It's like, it's going to open up a new portal for you. Like, I didn't know what the hell. It, but it did. I tell you, I tell you what. And, like, music celebration is so embodied in our culture, like, in in everything. Like, the music of, you can walk outside, it's music. You, you said know? ayahuasca was like a symphony inside of you. Bro, like a music festival. A like festival in my, in my body, man. Like, it was a, my ancestors. I could just feel, yeah. And, like, my grandfather played every instrument known to man, organized the parties in the war. And and that's that's how he, that's how he met his, my girl, well, my grandmother would organize the clothes for the soldiers to wash. But he was the party man, played every instrument. My mom grew up singing, playing the piano. Like all of us, though, any culture you come from, like the beating the drums yeah. around the fire has been part of the lineage, or you know what I mean. Plants, like, stories, dancing around the fire, and music are like tales as old as civilization. Yeah, exactly. It's, right, it's in us all, and like I've been chasing this sense of ceremony via music festivals and concerts since birthday bash in high school you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like i've been chasing this shit so using the recreational drugs and like i've had experiences though where i've like felt i say i felt god i felt god at edc orlando and you know on lsd and it just really like what was that like the presence of it really felt like i was an energy bumblebee tr just <laughs> teleporting to different pockets and could hear people's thoughts and like really just I, my it was like we could move through life so smoothly, not get get through any and everything with beauty and grace, and 
We just get in our own heads and fuck it up. But I, I was, I wasn't alone. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. And that's the difficulty, right? And that's the beauty of this game in the physical realm of Earth. Um, it's figuring out how to navigate and and honor the anger and the things that make it a little clumsier, because that's real. Um, but then still moving as smooth as possible with it. And embracing the chaos. Embracing the chaos. Yeah. Makai Brooks, shout out. Yeah. Um, and then we need to hear that, man. We we need to get. Yeah, he'll be on here. Soon. He'll he'll be on here. Yeah. Macabre getting you on here, man. Got to. Um, and then another thing you said was, so how did ayahuasca alter your um, your view of success? Man, it's just understanding that who you are, what you are. It's just, it's just it's made me stop chasing money, like to to value all the experiences that I've had and create more of them and like it generate these community I love people so much man I'm just a people pleaser person but that's my gift is to be so enthusiastic about going into all these allowing myself to be me you know what I mean like, this is why uh, you and I are talking about the side project right now which will yeah. be the main one of the main projects eventually oh it's gonna be dope yeah yeah <laughs> we'll save that for off camera because I don't want to put it out there yet yes, but yeah sir. it's gonna be something yeah um, so that's definitely interesting. So, was it immediately with Aya, or did you do Aya before LSD, or did you do LSD for like LSD? Um, I've had these senses, but it was always in that recreational place. Yeah, really given a like uh, I had a relationship with all these other psychedelics, so it's kind of hard to like uh, make amends to that. Like, okay, I promise I'm serious now. You know, it's not. So like going to the jungle, getting out there, really, it was an initiation to test myself. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that guy that you've been having conversations with all your life, that's who you are. You talking yourself out of doing everything that you say you're doing, that's that bullshit. (laughs) That's you blocking your blessings. Like you can predict the future if you do what the fuck you say you're going to do. It's that simple. (laughs) It's that simple, bro. So... I had a DMT experience um, where, so I wasn't on DMT. I was sober the night before, and it ties into one of my spoken words. Actually, the one I did at Aubrey's where it's like, you know, um, I know God respects this because when I asked God for help, I didn't ask for a Lexus. I asked for a guy and I was given a Pegasus. Mm. So The boy got bars. That's right. Um, So that night, Danielle was actually with me. I was sitting down, I was praying before I went to, I prayed before I go to sleep every night, and then I was laying down and all of a sudden I saw myself flying out of the matrix on a Pegasus. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? I gotta smoke TMT tomorrow and figure out this. And it was like, I smoked, and it was like, how do I achieve, um, oh, and it was like greatness was my Pegasus. And it was like, how do I achieve greatness? And I was, for me, God, everybody has their own archetype of God, for whatever reason, mine was a Native American grandfather. And I was floating around this giant Native American grandfather head, and he told me to reach greatness, you have to honor your word. Then I was like, okay, makes sense. Because if you do that, you can fly. You you can. And there's so much distortion out here already. Like, don't add to the bullshit. And like, but we get we're at a time where we can, where society can turn all this information into wisdom, 
at fucking rapid speed. So we have the t- we have the tools, and these avatars are, are primed and ready for it. But then we got some severe reprogramming to do. But luckily with epigenetics, we can do that in one lifetime. We don't have to wait seven generations. No, it's, it's here. Heaven is here right now for you to claim it, for you to be it. And I think the way to do that, right? How do you find somebody heaven? You find it yourself. That's that's the answer. You embody it. Um, and it's just, it's fun. And I appreciate people like you, like Jacob, like the people that, that are in my tribe, in my circle, because it's not fun to do it by yourself. Bro, I mean, it's fun, but it's much more fun with others. Bro, this is, I'm telling you, having this tribe, this community, bro, is a dream come true. And I've been waiting to be in my fullest, like so many of my friends, like my boys for life, like I can't even fuck with them because it's not, I'm not on the surface chilling no more. Like, yeah. I wanna, I wanna know what's, what's like. Let's, let's go, let's get it, let's elevate, let's, let's continue the frequency. Like, and yeah, just feeling that now. Like I've never been talked in terms of energy now, but everywhere I go, people are like your energy, and I feel that you give someone your attention and your love, like that's the currency, that's what they feel. That's the energy. We all can tap into it. And like looking at people in the eyes is such a foreign thing now. Like it's just it's just crazy. So Carlos Vivas, uh, who we just interviewed the other day, he's the one that had like a near-death experience, met Jesus, was saved by dolphins. Mm. Um, when he was in heaven, he had a life review. And the way you're judged in your life review is you sit down and you re-experience every interaction. If I, I want to say that this is how he said it basically, but you re-experience every interaction you have with somebody else and how did you make them feel? But you're on the opposite end. Mm. Mm. Right? And like, that's, that's dope for me. That's huge. I've been saying like, what you choose to see in someone is just a reflection of what's in yourself. Like I was driving down the street and homeless guy sell it. All right, I rolled down the window like, bro, that shit is dope. You know what I mean? Like, and I was literally like, I bet ain't nobody else drive by like rolling down their window to talk to him. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, when you choose to see that beauty and it's reflected back to you, you're not scared of that other side. You know what I mean? Like death becomes an ally because I know that I have the opportunity to make so many people's vibes, just that second, that instant, to feel that vibration of what that's like. Like that's all I could do for you, you know? And if it don't resonate with you, it don't resonate. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna spread mad love. It's a hundred percent. And it said that like there was um was clairvoyant um, somebody was telling me about this clairvoyant that they were speaking to and they said that basically like the Gnostics were called like a demiurge or not like the ultimate God but like the next level like the second down mm. is this basically supercomputer almost you could call it that keeps track of the score mm. so like everything you do has an energetic resonance and it shoots mm. up and then like there's a tally mm. right and you go up there that's how it like it shows you and mm. it's like what is your tally um, mm. and that's that just made me think of the body keeps the score. The book too is like, yeah, it ain't even no evaluation process. It's all stored in those memory cells that we got. You get up there and it's like, damn man, really? Like you wasted all this? Like, oh, yeah. It's like okay, I believe you still. You still yeah, you're going. You're going back. You may, yeah, you may, yeah, you're going back to earth. Yeah. yeah. You're going back, like, oh, try to do better this time. Oh, that, and yeah, I don't know. About do you think me. when you reincarnate? Um, you are in the same bloodline, or do you think you go into a new one? This is a topic that I have never discussed, so I don't. I have no fucking idea. Like, if you come back as a tree, because you never, or if if you're in the bloodline, or how? I, like me knowing that I am 
my grandfather's or my dad told me recently too, you're living my life. And like, it was just like the realest shit ever. Like, like, yeah, he don't know how to express no emotions. He didn't know how to do any, like move like this and like always aspired to do it, but just, just had it in his head. You know, it just stayed in that conversation in his head. And now he gets to see me living those conversations that he's had with him in his head all his life. It's just like, okay, I feel you. Like, I feel what that means. Like, I am you. You are me. Like, so I do think your spirit, that essence continues on through you. Yet, I don't know about. But I don't right. think there's just this judgment um, day where you either go to. No, no I, I think everybody goes to heaven. Some people get there earlier. Perfect. Perfect. Um, right? Because love clearly directs the world despite like all the bullshit that goes on love wins like everybody knows that like yeah. every movie every story everybody's done a psychedelic everybody's ever had anything love always wins and it's not mm. love eros it's agape love mm. which What's is the un- difference um so in greek there's seven forms of love so in the bible whenever they talk about love about 90 percent of the time it's agape mm. so um which makes more sense because it's like god's love it's um it's agape and it's an understanding and an empathy that doesn't keep track of right or wrong. So that's why in Paul's book, it's like, you can do all things, but if you don't do it with love, it doesn't count. Mm. Basically, like, if you're doing it, but you're still holding grudges, doesn't count. Mm. Right? Where Eros mm. is more passion and can hold grudges, mm. that's a form of love. Um, agape doesn't have grudges or scorekeeping. Um, like and then almost every time Jesus says love, like, you know, what are the commandments? Like, if there's one commandment, like, love your neighbor as your own, or whatever, yeah. however he words it, the word he uses is agape. Which is why, like, with the land and stuff that we're creating and manifesting, we're calling it agape. Beautiful. Um, but the one that everybody thinks of love in English is eros, yeah. which is like a passion. Um, the Greeks, actually, which is funny, is that was their least desired love because that one was guaranteed to fade at some point. Oh. Um, it didn't mean you couldn't have that and then transition into others and you couldn't transition back. But if you were an Eros, again, this is my understanding of, of the literature and the, yeah. the Greek, um, inevitably, like the passion gonna is going to fizzle because, yeah. and then it'll recharge or whatever, but like agape is forever. Uh, so it's funny too, that one of the, one of the most disservices we've done, in my opinion, is we translated Aramaic and ancient Hebrew to Greek. So the original New Testament is written in Greek. Greek is the most literal of all languages. Uh. They're the founders of logic and rigor. Uh. Aramaic, every word has about 20 different meanings, and it's all in the interpretation. So we took the most fluid and tried to isolate it. And that's why I think some of the verses are like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, that makes perfect sense to me. Just man trying to control, trying to articulate something that can't be articulated. Yeah, and, and I, I, let's even say they did it on best intentions. For sure. Because Greek was the um, language of scholars when they translated it. So they put it in like a scholarly language, but it just so happened that it's like arguably the farthest yeah. away. I feel language is distorted regardless. Yeah, so I love your... Con- your yeah, like it's just... It's just you, the feeling I don't have the fucking vocab to express what this has done to me and that's that's my gift too to put it in layman's terms like I'm not a, I'm yeah, not yeah. A, yeah how do you think primarily I'm a rational guy no I'm no just, no no yeah. um, this is one of my favorite topics because it hit me when I was in college yeah. I think 
99% in words. Ooh. And I thought everybody else did. And then I found out people think in pictures or feelings or things like that. Like I, when I tell myself a story, I don't picture it. Like something that happened, I literally tell myself the words of what happened. So the picturing is new in the visualization, visualization practices that I've been implementing. So I know that's not my default. I would say it's words, but information over, like I'm trying to absorb everything. So, but yeah, it's definitely not pictures. I, I mean, I never yeah. thought about it. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. But, yeah, and that's that's just me, like not in tune with my, you know. No, no, no. But no, most people don't think of that. Yeah. I I found that out um, when I was in grad school, and we were I was taking special ed classes, and it was I was thinking about people with autism, and I was like, I wonder if they're because this lady Temple Grandin, she they made like a movie about her. She was like really in tune with animals because she thought like animals, mm. and it, like she didn't really think in words. And I was like, oh shit, I. Oh my God! Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how it? other people think. I wonder yeah. if people. Yeah. And also, that was the time when everybody thought I went crazy. So, like, I'm seeing colors all of a sudden. Am I? And I started analyzing how I'm thinking, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit!" And uh, it, it really had me get intrigued. I guess is the best way to put it. And that's when I got really into words. And I was like, "Okay, if I primarily think in words, let me like really study words." Oof. That's when I got into like etymology and origins. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll work on visualization and stuff, but let me just get good at what I'm good at. Oof. And that's the creating, bro. The manifestation. Yeah. The words are creative, not descriptive, man. Like, you're creating magic over here, bro. I'm so, so grateful for it. For sure. Oh, shit, Birdie, at an hour. Um, any any last things you want to kind of It's just the start. We just yeah. getting started, baby. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fucking great to have all these brothers, all these allies to brothers and sisters and you know to see all our dreams align everyone we're all the same we are all we all got it we are all manifestations of god we just stop blocking your own blessings get uncomfortable let's let's get it we need everybody's expression in their fullest and the calvary's got your back yeah all in for all life all in for all life let's get it all right my man well we done that's Free Game Productions. Um, another episode. Thank you to Jacob. Thank you to Andre Carmack. And uh, hopefully you guys got something out of this. Yeah. Much love.